opening it now. Oh, live opening. An unboxing. Yeah, yeah. Un- enveloping. Well, this is on YouTube right now. I'm uh, live streaming the unboxing of this letter. <laughs> You're on YouTube. Twitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm streaming on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a break from Pac-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. To, to open a letter. <laughs> <laughs> open some fan mail. Got. <laughs> it says Happy Holidays. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Lots of love, Adam and Brianne Gobeski. All right. Nice. Thank you. Was that it? It's kind of dark in my room, so I can see the picture. Oh, that's fine. So, right. uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Six six lucky people got a calendar, but I don't remember who I stuffed those into. Six lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Six lucky fans. I remember Charlie was not one because I ran out by the time I got to him. <laughs> we we came very close to writing "Have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year." If you want, we're not your boss. <laughs> You're not the boss of me now. And Brand stared at it for a long time and said, yeah, my family probably won't find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I could tell she was considering it for a lot longer than I thought she would. <laughs> well, maybe one of these years we're going to have to buy two separate types of cards. I did consider that, but uh, it's more expensive, I think, to do it. That yeah, way. I bet. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Go Basky Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski. And today we have two very special guests with us who will introduce themselves in order of... Um, I thought we established that it was easier if you introduced them and then they just <laughs> said something like, hello. Oh, of course, it's way easier. <laughs> uh, our special guests are Doug Gobeski and Alex Clark. Hello. Hi, I'm very disappointed how Adam keeps uh, having you stop. Because every time you do, we just get downgraded in guest quality. We went from very special to just regular special. <laughs> I thought well, I was very special regular. We can do it again if you want. Oh, sure. No, 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 no. We've already started. <laughs> <laughs> then we're just going to be downgraded to guest. We have two guests with us today. <laughs> Former guests. <laughs> Former guests. Yeah. Someone who is present currently is named Alex Clark. <laughs> present goes from guest to present <laughs> we cannot deny that he is here currently what comes after that does it just become something like and pirate radio guest alex clark whoa that sounds like an upgrade <laughs> hi jack in the stream and actually alex clark he exists <laughs> <laughs> and i have just ejected alex clark from the conversation thanks alex yeah, hey. Nice. <laughs> to start off the episode. It, see, it can yeah, always be worse. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's why Paul had to start becoming different people. <laughs> it's the only way he could reclaim his guest status. <laughs> well, traditionally, we, uh, I don't know, maybe the last five or six years, we've uh, recorded podcast episodes on the day after Christmas, which I think was probably my fault this year we didn't do that. So, yep, for the... Uh... The first year in uh, quite some time. Did not uh, get to spend any part of the holidays with you and your family. Oh. A little sad about that. They're good people. Yeah, they asked about you, actually. It's like, oh, is Doug going to be oh. by? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. He may just show up. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a key. He could be here anytime. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. But yes, we have uh, th- this will be our belated Boxing Day podcast. Orthodox Boxing Day? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh and our 
annual recounting of the gifts segment. So uh, I guess we should just start off saying, you know, how was everyone's holidays? Uh, Christmas was good. I uh, I got a fever of 101.3 degrees on New Year's Eve. So Oh, that's awesome. So, it was the, the perfect cap to a perfect year. <laughs> nice. Nice. Were you in a in a fever state? Like, did you start having weird dreams or anything of the sort? Yes. I basically had a dream the entire night that the reason I was sick was because I was collecting leaflets that had too much printed text on them. And the only way I would get less sick is if I held on to the leaflet that had very little printed text on it and then just let the other one sort of fade away. This was this was very, very serious and real to me that night. And then I woke up in the morning and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> like, I remember I would wake up to go to the bathroom. I'd be like, no one, I better make sure no one takes my leaflet. <laughs> okay. Well, what did the text read? Like, what did it say? Uh, I don't remember anymore, but it was just like one sentence in like a simple sans serif block font. Hmm. But, you know, it could have been anything. You almost got the Communist Manifesto for Christmas. Oh, really? Until I realized that the free shipping wasn't going to make it there in time for Christmas, I needed like a dollar ninety cents or whatever more to hit the free shipping thing for Barnes and Noble. Uh, so I was like, "What's cheap?" Turns out, Communist Manifesto. <laughs> no, I just thought that the Communist <sighs> Manifesto was a perfect choice for a capitalist Christmas. <laughs> so you pay turn money out, to a company. That- to distribute the communist manifesto. <laughs> Almost did. Almost did. You got to work within the system to break the system, right? That's uh, fair. So what'd you, how about you, Charlie? How were your holidays? Uh, they were good. I did the usual trip around the lake. Uh, I went to my parents' house in lower Michigan, and then I went into Kara's uh, parents, which is in upper Wisconsin, and then we went up through the Upper Peninsula. It was a nice drive. And um, yeah, we brought our dog with us, so it was it was fun. It's kind of a chore bringing a puppy along but i think ultimately things are nice and then on we the way get back it. you have a dog <laughs> <laughs> have i talked about this on the podcast yet yes. and then we brought and then we brought uh her parents dog back down with us and we dog sat for a week uh this is actually the first time that we were uh, in madison for christmas the first time i've ever been in madison on christmas day so i have a question about the trip sure so you brought the dog with you did you just leave the cat to house sit? Yep. The cat the cat does not like to leave the house. We would be doing we would not be doing the cat a favor by taking her from this house. She would hate every minute of it. <laughs> she probably enjoyed the alone time. Well, I mean she hates every minute in the house, so <laughs> Well, this is just uh it's just degrees, right? How much does she want to murder everyone in the world? <laughs> Less so if she's inside the house. As Alex can attest. Even less so if there aren't other people inside the house with her. <laughs> what about you, Alex? How was your holiday season? You went down to Georgia or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I flew to Tennessee to be my mom because that's where the like closest airport to where she lives is, is uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, the first night in the hotel, my mom had booked us for, you know, we get in, you know, we've all, we've all stayed plenty of nights in Motel 6 before, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yep. And I usually know. spring for the Hojos, but right. Yeah, well, we should have sprung for Hojo because, <laughs> like, middle of the night, wake up and there's just bed bugs all over the place. Oh, oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I still have bites on me. I found oh. probably about twenty or thirty of them. Yeah, fun. 
Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I, I fed a bunch of insects for Christmas. That was my gift. <laughs> Season of giving. You got to give of yourself. Yeah, I gave blood. Oh. <laughs> but I was down there for about four days, so it was okay. Went to the highest point in Alabama. Okay. Because my mom is a high pointer and takes me to all the highest points in different states. Oh, so. yeah. You could drive up this hill. So so he takes me to the easy ones. I was just going to say, you probably haven't been to the Rockies, have you? No, no, no. Delaware is the Delaware one once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Delaware one. It's just there's the, the USGS marker is just right next to the red. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's right. on a hill. You, yeah. It's like, you see that hill over there? Yeah. yeah. That's the highest point in Delaware. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's a hill that continues going into Pennsylvania. Oh. So, two different... so it continues going upward across the state line. So that just happens oh, to be geez. the highest point. So there's two ways to count the highest point. There's the highest point, which is just highest total elevation, or there's the highest point within the state that doesn't lead to a higher point somewhere else that's completely contained within the state. And that's a different hill that's in a park somewhere. <laughs> is there a marker at that point? <laughs> I don't think that there is, but who knows? I feel like at some point they should just annex that when Pennsylvania is not looking. <laughs> I'm sure they got higher stuff. They'll never even notice it's gone. Right. Now, the state line cuts through, like, neighborhoods that are, like, developments. It's really strange in some spots when you look at it on the map. So So you could have, you could be in Delaware and your neighbor could be in Pennsylvania paying different taxes. Yeah. Within, like, some subdivision. Yeah. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. And the tax situation would be much different. Yeah. Hmm. Property taxes there are much higher than here. So, Doug, how about you? How was your, uh, how were your holidays? I'm, uh... Once again, in driving distance from Michigan, so I drove home. Spent the holidays with my parents, not with Charlie's parents this year. <laughs> Although I did get to see Jason and his wife, Elizabeth. Oh, really? Yeah. And how are they? They seem to be doing well. Good. You need to record these conversations that you have with them to prove he exists, and then we well, can, I... well, we can take all of his words and then <laughs> divvy them up and then pretend like he was actually on an episode of the podcast. Yeah, uh, I did see Jason and Elizabeth in Michigan at around Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, they did mention that. And essentially didn't have anything new to report since then. So what I what I don't think they know is that we did a bang bang. Oh. Bang bang. <laughs> so we went and had uh breakfast with uh my mom and dad and Doug at Sophia's house of pancakes in Grand Ledge. Oh wow. All right. All right. I, I don't right. I still think I've not been there. <laughs> and uh we then killed about 20 minutes and then drove to this new Vietnamese New Orleans fusion restaurant at like Waverly and Saginaw, <laughs> where we then had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you had pancakes and then Vietnamese yeah, fusion? Like I had gumbo. Right. Okay. <laughs> Brian had pho. How did you feel after that? Did, did you feel obligated to the bang bang or were you really feeling it? Uh, it was more like the only way was going to make everyone happy except us was to just <laughs> to do the bang bang. <laughs> what is this term bang bang? I'm I'm not familiar with it. Oh, it's uh from discredited comedian Louis C.K. <laughs> it's basically where you have a meal and then you Im- <laughs> follow it more or less immediately with another full meal. <laughs> the meal's not over when you're full. The meal's over when you hate yourself. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So enough small talk. What did everybody get? Hmm. Charlie, go first. Well, the... No no lame stuff. (laughs) This is going to be... So I'll I'll just say the gifts that Adam got me. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. (laughs) 
You can say other stuff, right? Just we don't want to hear about your damn dog anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I can't tell you about one of the gifts then. Is it a sweater for the dog? No, it's not a sweater. Um, So let's see. I got a Dremel, (laughs) just like a little portable rotary tool for like cutting things and polishing things. That was exciting. Wait, are there are there people who don't know what a Dremel is? Is it a cordless or corded Dremel? It is a cordless. Special Dremel brand? I actually don't think it is a Dremel brand. Oh, so it's garbage. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody who uh, is a little bit tool illiterate as far as names, <laughs> as this has been established, I like to describe to everyone what specific tools I'm talking about. Round saw? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You could call this a round saw. It's got like a saw attachment that's round. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just move on. (laughs) I got exercise clothes, as I always get from Cara's parents, which is nice. Um... (laughs) Are they trying to tell you something? (laughs) Yeah, geez. We keep hoping he'll take the hint. (laughs) Um, So the dog gift that we got was... uh, it is a trailer for our bikes. So you can attach it to the back of your bike and put the dog in it and take them on bike rides with you. And so I just no, no, no more having to just put the leash on and road haul them. And it is called a houndabout. See, I always knew <laughs> you had hipster tendencies. But going to Madison and Marion Carr really just turned you into full blown hipster doofus. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually that was funny because we were just talking earlier today car and i about this is something we don't get either but we had heard about a movie theater where you could take your dog into the movie theater that was like some sort of selling point for hipsters is that you don't have to leave your dog at home can anyone think of an advantage to that is that a hipster thing or a millennial thing now i suppose yeah there's some overlap there but it's not that to me thing. sounds like to someone trying to uh, cater to like the emotional support animal crowd. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But st- yeah. OK, so I guess there is there could potentially be something nice about that or like service animals or whatever. But well, that's like AMC. We're floating the idea of showings where you could text during the movie. And it was just like, who would want that? <laughs> who asked for that? Right, just tons of texting going off, people Instagramming themselves at the movies. <laughs> this is oh, me and God. Kevin Spacey and Baby Driver. <laughs> hey, hey, look, it's me and the boss baby. <laughs> you already have those kinds of showings. It's called 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> oh, and then I should recount the gifts I actually got from Adam. Uh, one of them was a... Sam and Fuzzy book. I have not actually read that before, so I'm looking forward to that. Adam went out of his way to ask me a couple of times <laughs> before he gave me a gift, like, do you actually read when I send you comics, or do you just say that you read them? And I was like, no, I actually read them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had a crisis of conscience, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they are always appreciated. Then I got a DVD of the first season of The Good Boss Place. Baby? <laughs> well, I wish, but no. <laughs> I mean, Boss Baby's on Netflix right now, so I can wait until it gets taken off Netflix to actually purchase the DVD. But yes, season one of The Good Place, which was nice because although you are correct, I had seen it. I had not watched the commentary, 
which was reasonably entertaining. I enjoyed it. Good. And the extra special features. I thought the funniest part of the commentary was, uh, I think at the very beginning of the first episode, they're like, do people do still do commentaries for DVDs? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and then the game called Unlock. It's supposed to be designed like an escape room, like a one-time escape room experience. And this one was called Squeak and Sausage. And it was very entertaining. I actually played it this weekend with four players. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Cool. Glad you enjoyed it. It's designed so that you don't have to actually read the instructions. So you just kind of pick it up and play. And the neat thing about it, too, is that even though it is a one-time play, you can, I mean, when you're done with it, you can just give it to somebody else and have them do it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of kind of a neat thing. You don't really think of regifting trade games. Trade them amongst but... people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah, trade you can them. Just kind of pass it around. Yeah. yeah. Like a timeshare. Yeah. Board game timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got sorry this month. It's great. <laughs> well, I got Candyland. Anyway, highly recommended. Uh, those Those are the gifts that I received this holiday season. What about you, Alex? Get any good swag? Every holiday season, get a lot of swag from the students, the the legion of students. So yes, uh, a lot of cookies, Magic cards. No, a lot of cookies, a lot of candy, a lot oh, of gift small, cards, small bills, small bills. Yeah, small <laughs> unmarked bills, small, <laughs> yeah, untraceable bills. And oh, they haven't. They haven't just switched to Bitcoin yet. <laughs> <laughs> Those fees are really high, man. Man, you got to you got to get into <laughs> Ethereum. <laughs> But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too big or exciting. I mean, I did get the irony of uh, going to watch Star Wars. And then after I drive to the rink after that, one of my students hands me my Christmas card. And then it were two movie tickets. I'm like, well, I could have used that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are a waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when am I going to go see a movie? <laughs> are they still valid for the next Star Wars movie? <laughs> I should check. <laughs> solo is supposed to be out in may oh is it really that's soon, that's soon? yep yep i was thinking episode nine. <laughs> no, you're that's gonna skip solo. probably a couple years away all right solo seems like the one you might actually be interested in i've heard it could be but it could be a lot of trouble with that movie yeah i know because yeah. they had to like switch directors and stuff didn't they bring in like ron howard or something yep, yep. safe pair of hands ron howard it sounded like the lord and miller approach wasn't really it almost sounded like it was the actors that rebelled that they oh, were basically really? like they were basically like we would much rather have scripts than being constantly asked to improvise things. Oh, yeah, I can oh. believe that. Yeah. Lights, that. camera, say what we told you to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when we watched the new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. uh, the Paul Feig one, Brian got the Blu-ray and then she sat through and then watched the special features. And there was one version of the special features that was like a blooper reel and one version that was like deleted scenes. Mm -hmm. And each one was like 40 minutes long. (laughs) And the only difference between the two was that the deleted scenes versions were the ones where they didn't start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just constantly the same sort of like improv style stuff where I was just like, okay, I'm over this now. (laughs) <laughs> let's show you all like 10 minutes of them improving this exact same scene <laughs> yeah like literally yeah it's like the blooper reel oh uh Kristen wick has started laughing in the background so that's a blooper oh <laughs> everyone maintain their composure through that take that's a deleted scene an alternate take <laughs> Ooh, 
Jeez. As for myself, I did uh, very well this Christmas. Uh, so I got a bunch of Doctor Who audio dramas. Basically, there's this series that has like four box sets numbered one through four. And Amazon had a deal where like box set number four was like 80% off. And I was like, well, I can't get four and not the other three. <laughs> so, oh, uh, some comic book collections. I basically get things that are impractical because I always figure like I can just buy practical stuff if I want. Like if I if I need pajama pants, right, I can just go buy pajama pants. But don't you want the kind of pajama pants that someone else who doesn't know you all that well would get? <laughs> Rather than yeah. the ones that are perfect for you that you would buy yourself? Did you describe the pants you got as being snazzy? <laughs> no, but they are very comfortable. This reminds me of a story of a friend of mine once remarked to me that the best bra she ever got was given to her by a complete stranger. <laughs> I don't know where she was, like in the, at the mall or on, you know, whatever, but apparently just handed her a bra. And she was like, this is really weird, but also the best fitting bra I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, so I got uh, some Hellblazer comics and some Doctor Who comics because I like Doctor Who. I think that's about what I got from my parents. And then from Jason, I got a couple CDs. That was cool. The new Ben Fold CD and a CD by a band called Sparks. From Brienne, I got the board game Istanbul, which we have not played yet, but looks interesting. It's like a trading game, I think. Istanbul? Don't you mean Byzantium? No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so this is the this is the new version. Gotcha. Constantinople, I think, is what we're looking for. Oh yeah, that that would have been. Sorry, that's the version two. That's Constantinople <laughs> is the version two. He's on third edition now. Uh, Doug got me the Amazing Spider-Man comic collection of that. That was cool. Thanks, Doug. You're welcome. Brianne's family got me the Boss Baby on Blu-ray, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, and the new Professor Layton game for the 3DS. Uh, Charlie uh, got me Logan on Blu-ray, so thanks for helping to subsidize the Merry Marvel Movie March. And then uh, Brienne hates Charlie now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I had to decide. Is it worth it to potentially ruin that relationship forever? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I'm the boss. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously didn't go to <laughs> this is my team a muscle head a bunch of yes men and a doodler <laughs> cookies are for closers we can talk about this over a juice box <laughs> promotion the corner office with my own private body you want to hug me don't you uh goo goo gaga <laughs> <laughs> does it go in a predictable order or is it selectable yeah it, no, it's a it's a sequence. Okay. If you wait long enough, it loops back to the beginning. So most of the time, it just says, "Let's just say I'm the boss." Oh, I see. So unfortunately, you can't time it to coincide perfectly with conversations. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's okay. Brianna still mad at you, so it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug, how about you? What did you receive this Yuletide? Uh, I got. Uh delicious holiday candy from uh, my parents and oddly enough my landlord (laughs) (laughs) 
just opened the door one day and there was a box of candy there. I'm like, oh, okay. Is this a trap? <laughs> it had a, it had a uh, you know, from the management you know, sort of thing. Oh. They're small business. Yeah, it's not some faceless megacorp. It's small business. So Brian got me the Weird Al book. I, I forgot. Ah, continuing the tradition of Adam interrupting me. <laughs> well, I think that was relevant because I think Charlie disobeyed the rules of the list. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Oh, you didn't clear it with Brian? I did not. No, until immediately after I bought it and she emailed me back within, I think, five minutes saying that she had it. So it was not hard to cancel. However, I learned my lesson. This is when Brian and I were still on speaking terms. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Doug, go ahead. So that was delicious. I got Logan on Blu-ray, the Metroid 2 remake for 3DS, graphic novel called Gun Theory, which probably everyone except for me would hate. The Penny Arcade latest book, like what is it, number 10? Yep. Um, from Brianne, I got the next season of Bleach on Blu-ray, no, on DVD. And uh, from Adam, I got a plush Max doll from Sam and Max. Oh, fun. Officially licensed. Handed it over to mom so she could have a look at it. And I was like, oh, keep your fingers away from his mouth. I think that about covers it. There was probably something else that I'm forgetting, but oh yeah. And I also got a book which I haven't read yet called uh, "What the Hell Did I Just Read?" Did okay. it again? Or did nope. you hear that? Okay. We heard it. Okay. Well, I heard it. I guess I can't speak for others. No, you said "What the Hell Did I Just Read?" So unless the name of the book was "What the Hell Did I Just Read?" No, the name of the book is "What the Hell Did I Just Read?" <laughs> oh, okay. We well, see how I could be confused. Uh, so yeah. It was a fun time. I, I did get one additional. Well, Brian and I got one additional gift that has not arrived yet. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. And that is a Wii U. Oh. Because uh, my seniors were very generous when they gave me a whole bunch of money for Christmas in exchange for me being their favorite trivia host or something. Oh, wow. Is there any competition for that? Or are you the only one? Uh, there's a, no, there's a couple down there. So there is competition. Okay. But, so I briefly toyed with getting a Nintendo Switch, but I logged on to GameStop's website and you could get a Wii, a pre-owned Wii U Deluxe plus Breath of the Wild for oh. $130. Nice. So I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to get that instead. So that should be exciting when it arrives. I love being on the cutting edge of technology. <laughs> You've rounded out the last of the uh, previous generation now, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, I guess that's true. PS3. PS3 and a 360 and a Wii U. Well, I, had, I enjoyed it enough playing it at Alex's that it was a reasonable purchase. Yeah. So obviously we're here to talk about the big news. And what what big news is that? Episode 8. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be like episode 103 or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just did 100, episode 100. <laughs> Right, but remember, the first 10 episodes aren't canon, so we're we're (laughs) re-recording. So, yes, uh, a a new movie in the Star Wars saga was released this past December. Yes. I believe as of the 31st of December, it became the highest grossing movie of the year. Maybe just domestically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just at the last minute, I think it made it. Well, I know it's been a weak year for movies in general. Yeah, that is true. So... Like there were only, I think, like a handful of like like genuine hit movies. So what did everyone think of The Last Jedi? 
I personally enjoyed it. Well, it's almost hard to talk about it without ranking it relative to other movies, but I guess I'll we'll maybe hold off of that till the end. Oh, all right. Let me go through the ranker here. All right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it better than Force Awakens. That's true. Me too. I think that's the easiest comparison to make. Oh, I did not. So no, really. Oh, I thought wow. I thought this movie was horrific. So oh, awesome! Wow. Like it Ooh, is abysmal. Uh, it is abysmal. Oh my god! Like. I- I have to say, although I enjoyed the movie, All I right. think I enjoyed watching the fandom tear itself apart over the movie more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this was a, definitely a polarizing film, as far as yeah. I could tell. Last I had seen its score on Rotten Tomatoes was 58%. So, for <laughs> oh, wow. user yeah, submitted users, or. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, user, definitely. I think it's. Is it? I think it's still over 90 for uh-huh. critics, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disney's got the. The deep pockets they can afford to right. pay everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. yep. From the people who brought you the Marvel conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and Big Globe trying to tell you that the Earth's not flat. Yep. I get it. <laughs> Big Globe. <laughs> so, okay. So I guess what did you dislike about it? Oh, Let's get into it. There, There is a lot. I don't know where I should start. Opening scroll. <laughs> the opening scroll. First of all, the color yeah. wasn't quite right. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's too it's pale. Supposed yellow. to be goldenrod. <laughs> now, let's see. Right, there's that whole the whole Finn Rose sequence, which could have just been <laughs> entirely deleted from the movie. Like you would have lost nothing by not seeing that. Like you would have missed completely nothing. You, know? you mean their I, their relationship in general, or every scene that they were involved in? Okay. You, the, the whole plot they they contributed nothing to the plot of the movie like if, if if what they did like didn't happen like what changes you needed to show people that the rebels are the good guys are you okay was that not the point of that though that they did all of that for nothing to dive to what <laughs> sure i mean i i'm not saying i'm not trying to defend it i also thought it was one of the more boring aspects of the movie but the idea is they go through all this effort and then they fail so they could right. have just been not characters in a not not in the movie at all. <laughs> so right. I mean, clearly the movie's about failure on some level, right? Sure. I really? I really? Is it? Like I, don't, I, I thought yeah, the movie I, was about winnowing down the population until they all fit on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, that's not a definition of failure for you. That's success. We did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 even in the final like scene where like or the not the final scene but near the end where they uh we're like rose whatever vehicles they're driving and she just runs it into fins that he doesn't kamikaze himself well why doesn't rose just kamikaze herself then instead instead she kills herself crashing into his thing she could have just done that right what am i missing you know. Wait, she didn't actually die though did she no she's basically in the same position finn was in at the end right of the but we'll just if she's dead but i mean she could have just done the thing that Finn was going to do and it would have accomplished the same thing. Finn, we need you alive. I'm going to do this. But then would Finn have said no and not let her do it or done the same thing too? I mean, how could she ensure that? Maybe that that would have made it a better movie. (laughs) If both the characters you didn't like (laughs) had just killed themselves at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So, I mean, I see that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that that aspect of the storyline was my favorite either. But is, is there anything else? So the they're able to use hyperdrive to kamikaze themselves into like other ships, right? Yes. Which yeah. is what Laura Dern's character did. So they had they were chasing the three ships along because they, they had the hyperdrive tracker, right? And they couldn't go into hyperdriving them until they ran out of fuel, right? That's like, like, so why don't they do that with the other two ships as well that are clearly capable of going into hyperdrive? Uh, I guess the impression I got was that this was no guarantee of like success. Like this was just a desperation move the rather, other, the than, other, rather than like an actual like, strategy. But the, the, but the other two literally just like fall off into nothingness when they run out of fuel. And she literally didn't require any assistance from humans or droids to pull this off. Correct. Why would she, why would she need assistance? Yeah, she would, yeah, well, yeah. you need a hel- like a helmsman, you know? She's Apparently. sitting at the helm. Yeah, but they could have just done this with the other two ships as well. I, know. Yeah. I just don't get that's the plan. Like, why haven't they been doing this to take out Star Destroyers all along? Yeah, that was, I think, my main question I had about it was that, oh, this actually seems to be a viable strategy. <laughs> like, if you're just sacrificing you know, one person to do this. Yeah. Or is there something, I mean, I guess Adam's point though, is that maybe it's very difficult to pull off or they didn't know it was going to work. That was kind of the impression I got. Perhaps. I think they would have tried it at some point. Like maybe, like maybe now they'll start doing it. (laughs) That's just uh, episode nine. Right. (laughs) Just uh, hyperdrive (laughs) jousting. I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, we missed. Well, we got to turn around, find out where they are halfway across the galaxy. <laughs> they have the hyperdrive tracker technology, so they can make it happen now. So, Alex, what were your thoughts on Luke? One of the more polarizing parts of the movie. Uh, Luke was like, OK, but like you don't need him milking some sea creature. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> like. It might be worse than the lighter thumbs up from the previous movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can agree with you on that one. Like, I, I mean, I understand Luke's character, but I, di- I didn't like the whole you know, making an apparition of himself on the other planet scene. Why didn't you like that? Like, he could have just gone there. <laughs> but then he would have yeah. died more or less instantly, right? <laughs> so wait, so he didn't go there and he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i mean he could have gone there and died or not gone there and died but that way so i mean setting aside questions of whether he could have made it right right uh but uh oh come on know, the, saw the, from the previous movie that the galaxy is the size of a broom closet <laughs> he totally could have made it in time he would have been killed when they all shot at him right and he wouldn't have bought the resistance time to escape he could have used the force to like block it yeah. I would have thought that. So, but how much more time did he buy, right? So he gets about an extra minute where they're <laughs> like, what happened? Oh, he's not really there. He's a hologram. Yeah. Because you still right, gain all the time, the like, where, of him walking but up. Then and there's the stuff. there's the stuff where Kylo has to go out and face him, right? And that presumably took an amount of time that we didn't see. Oh, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. Since, yeah. since they didn't show him, okay, I'm going to walk over to the shuttle. And then, okay, uh, getting in the shuttle. Let's power it up. Okay. Uh, safety check. My lights work. My windshield wipers are good. <laughs> the, blinker, the blinker working. 
But I didn't think Luke's character was that bad. I'm not that disappointed by Luke's character. I just that that just more things that didn't like exactly make sense to me. So I only watched it the one time. Like I'm not gonna go pay to watch that movie again. So. Well, you don't have to. You, you, you I don't. Watch it two more times. <laughs> I can see it two more times, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going down the list here? I yeah. Yeah. There's the mysterious like Sith Lord Snoke coming oh, yeah. around. It'd be really cool if we could learn some of the backstory about him and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there's just nothing. He, we, we, we learn nothing. It's like, leave us in suspense for two years and you, you learn literally nothing. <laughs> well, I, I guess the Snoke spinoff movie will have to tell right. us, fill in the details. <laughs> right. And, and, and the Phasma spinoff story that, <laughs> oh my like, gosh. She, uh, she, she's in the movie for what? 10 minutes between the two movies maybe maybe right? and she gets some like she, she you know bows down to the rebels in the one and then gets her ass kicked on the second one and she's <laughs> supposed to be the baddest you know ass stormtrooper of all time and then get some death scene that we see through her like cracked mask and whatever i'm like <laughs> uh, she'll we, come back. Like, just again i think this is what adam said it's like are we supposed to know who this is <laughs> right <laughs> Does this like, oh, like we can we can we see her face. Should I should I know this person? <laughs> right. right, right. Is this a Kardashian underneath or something? <laughs> I will say that one of the things I liked about it was that, like I said before, the movie was about failure in that, you know, just like everything they tried more or less like made things worse, yeah. which I kind, I kind of enjoyed right. just because it's like a subversion of expectations. Right. Because like, oh, you know, we just assumed that this mm-hmm. crazy plan of like finding the ultimate code yeah. game genie guy, uh, <laughs> like that's going to pull it off and, and work. Right. And nope, didn't work. Yeah. Oh, uh, Holdo, is that Laura Dern's character's name? Oh, you know, in any other movie, she would be the leader who's terrible. And Poe is clearly in the right. And nope, Poe is clearly awful. That's sort of like the one thing I didn't understand at the end of the movie was like why anyone pays any attention to Poe after oh, this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Like, why isn't he just, like, locked in the brig? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they even said at one point, they're like, Leia and uh, Laura Dern were talking to, like, yeah, I kind of like him. <laughs> like, why? Oh, good. <laughs> Nepotism. He's completely subordinate. He got a bunch of your people killed. All right. Well, I guess there aren't, they don't necessarily have that many great people in the Resistance, and you can't afford to lose somebody like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes more sense. And it's yeah. supposed to give you that whole Empire Strikes Back feeling that everything they've tried has failed. And they're at their lowest point at the end of the movie. Builds up to their rise in the next movie. But again, that keeps going along with the safest possible plot that they could have had to any like story. All right. So here's my working theory. Mm-hmm. Working in that I'm working it out as I talk to you. So it might not be coherent. <laughs> right, 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 right. But because the prequel trilogy was so poorly received. Mm-hmm. Um, they they being like Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams and all the people yeah. involved in the subsequent stuff clearly felt that they needed to sort of put this back on a path. Mm-hmm. But by making it episode seven and making it explicitly about like more or less the same setup as the original Star Wars, I think that basically just put them on a path of, you know, there's not really any way of getting getting out of this sort of like the story uh, sequence that they have mm-hmm. crafted for him. Right. Like it was uh, the minute you said it, like still about the Skywalkers, but in that same sort of setup, right? Like you've just essentially said like, look, okay. So Luke and Han and Leia and all mm-hmm. them failed ultimately. Yeah. 
All right. They lost, right? And mm-hmm. like it almost would have been more interesting to me if they had maybe just like made like three completely different movies like set in the Star Wars universe, but like not directly like follow-ups to those. Yeah. Like they could have just had like movies set in the ancient past or the distant mm-hmm. future in which like the Skywalkers are a myth or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the minute like they said, okay, it's 30 years later or whatever it is, right? Like mm-hmm. it basically just put them on this path. And right, right. It feels like right. there's only so much they can do. Right. And that, that thousand years later could have been a good idea because you could have some like general grievous resurrection of Luke Skywalker as a robot going around. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you could still have it, but then you could still get like but I mean, there's a reason like like Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher in these movies, it's to get the older generation to go watch them. Right. Like, and that's why it's that 30 years in the future so that it's both the adults and the kids have characters they can recognize and enjoy. Right. And I understand that. But I think mm-hmm. by doing that, right, you, as we've seen, you risk alienating those oh, older yeah. fans who, sure. you know, essentially saw Return of the Jedi as like a happy mm-hmm. ending. And it's like, nope, just kidding. Right. It would but, be, be kind of like if it in like 20 years, like there's another Harry Potter book in which Voldemort's alive and well. And you're like, well, what was the point of any of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Voldemort twos come up. Right. <laughs> Voldemort and count Doku. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I have a, I have a genuine question. Is that a dig against Harry Potter and the cursed child? Uh, it could be. I don't actually know anything about that other than that. It exists and is set in the future. Of the Harry and it Potter basically takes a big steaming dump on much of what went on in the, the previous <laughs> books. Does it? I I literally don't know. I I know it was a play, and then you could read the script, and it was like, oh, well, I don't really want to read a script. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, so I genuinely don't. Okay. Know so okay. I genuinely okay. don't know what happens in that in that okay. play. I can't really tell because I only read like maybe two and a half of the Harry Potter books. So yeah, they're good reads. I enjoyed them. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah, if you had Harry Potter and the mm-hmm. return of Voldemort, I, I think that would understandably upset some people. <laughs> Voldemort 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You just bring back Voldemort. Weekend at Voldemort. <laughs> he's actually <laughs> dead. <laughs> but they're just pretending he's still alive. We needed a bad guy for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, given how safe... Yeah. Force Awakens played things. I was pleased that uh, Last Jedi at least took some risks. I don't necessarily know that they all paid off. Like, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that the casino stuff is a little too stretched out. Right, for sure. But yeah, overall, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed the idea that the Force isn't something exclusive to the Jedi. And we should get more or less back to basics of like, the Force is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right, like I like that. But, but there are a lot of people that are like like said to be like force attuned within like the Star Wars universe. Like for example, like in the the absolute worst scene in the movie where Leia like space walks back oh. into the thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's like she's said to be like force attuned and she was never trained in like Jedi anything. Oh. Maybe she inherited those Metachlorians from her father. <laughs> they didn't want to make it explicit for obvious reasons, but she was actually propelling herself much like a rocket through space. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I understand now. But like, but, but again, it's how, like, again, I don't know where they were in the production process of making the movie when, like, Carrie Fisher passed away. Uh, they, right? ba- what I heard was basically that they changed nothing for episode eight. 
Right. But but the whole thing is that she's kind of like in a coma, like most right. of the movie. Right. It's yeah. just like that's apparently a coincidence. Well, there's a chance they could have just cut her out of the movie and just have her die in that scene. Yeah. Right. Because if she and it's also said that she's not going to be in nine, she could have just died there. Well, it kind of goes along with what the rest of the movie is doing, though, too, where it doesn't do exactly what you think it's going to do. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what Luke even says that at one point. He's like, this isn't going to go the way you think it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a common theme through the entire movie, which in a lot of ways I liked in a lot of ways I didn't like. Yeah, it isn't going to go the way you think. Uh, R.I.P. Admiral Snack Bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Everyone was so torn up about that. And I was like, if it hadn't been for the fact that they turned him into an Internet meme, no one would care. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, correct. I don't Correct. think I even I know. noticed his death. People were like, oh, my gosh. He died in the right. scene. They blew up the cockpit. And right. like oh, Leia got out. He came back yeah, in. That's where he dies. Like, oh, people were <laughs> like, he's such an iconic character. How could they kill him that way? And I'm like, he's only an iconic character because people keep saying it's a trap. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he's no more actually an iconic character than like Neen Noonb. But like, <laughs> like Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi. Right, right. <laughs> right. But to me, I think they had like plenty of opportunities to take chances in the movie and they just didn't. Yeah, you want to put the rebels in the lower spot in the, the scene where they kill Snoke. You and Ray and Kylo Ren fight off the like the Emperor's guards. That's just have Ray join Kylo in the dark side. You want you want to be in a dark spot? <laughs> there yeah. you go. You know? Yeah, I, I did actually think they were going yeah. in that direction. I was hoping I, for it. I was it. slightly He's disappointed that. that they did. Because like, then, then you have like actual like conflict within the movie, right? And there's, right. you know, wow, you just lost the Jedi yeah. too, right? <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing about that. The thing I thought the movie did really well is at that moment, I didn't actually know what they were going to do. Like, oh, I, I did. You, you, you knew, I knew they were going to make the safe choice? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. Like 100%. There was no way there was no way they were going to build up this hero character and then have her switch over to the other side, which to me would have been, you know, great plot for her to like, obviously, like switch back in the ninth movie. You know, like Charlie still had hope. I did. Charlie had hope. I had hope for the dark side. (laughs) R slash the Empire did nothing wrong. (laughs) Well, you know what, Alex? You obviously didn't go to business school. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They got to sell a lot of Ray plush dolls. Yeah. Cause I could imagine like, like kids who idolize Ray crying after the movie, if that happened. Yeah, that's true. If she switched yeah. over to the other side. I wonder how many kids who really liked the Kylo Ren mask were devastated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they went home and smashed it against the wall. <laughs> you can recreate your scene as many times as you want. Just keep buying a new mask. <laughs> I actually think in seven and eight, he's actually the best character. So. Oh, I, I I actually agree with you. By far the best character. He actually has like conflict within himself. Yeah. He doesn't know his place. Yeah. And, like believable conflict. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So did anyone else get the feeling that this movie kind of spent a, a decent amount of time uh, taking a dig at Force Awakens? <laughs> you know, basically, basically it, it felt like they were hating on people who liked Force Awakens. Oh, you think there's going to be some really cool thing about uh, Ray's parents? Like, you know, it's going to turn out that <laughs> right. she's Luke Skywalker's Jedi. No, no, you're dumb for hoping that there oh. were just a bunch of there were just a couple junkies. Yeah. I think I think oh. Kylo Ren in that scene. 
there's a chance that Kylo Ren was lying. I, I thought that, I, I read like somewhere Kylo? that, that uh, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams actually came to that conclusion like together on that and some other stuff. So, right. huh. so like, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily Ryan Johnson just giving the, the flipping the bird to J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Well, it's not just that one thing. It's like, oh, you like the Kylo Ren mask? Well, we're going to have him smash it right in the beginning here. Huh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? But maybe be dumb for liking that now. Maybe you should just let the past die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and that's, yeah, that's what Kylo wants to do is he wants to destroy, he wants to destroy everything. So it was weird. This movie kind of wanted to have it both ways where it's like, well, we kind of want to break down, you know, what we've built up in episode seven, but we can't get rid of everything. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like, there's fan service stuff. And then there's some stuff that's like anti-fan service stuff. And. Yeah. It seems like, like cool. both Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker both want to destroy the Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should have teamed up. Right, that right? so they're both trying to achieve the same goal. Wait, right? Luke doesn't want to destroy the Force. Didn't he? No, he wants to make it accessible to everyone and not yeah, just yeah. exclusively oh. for the Jedi. All right, well, I'm going to burn, point. I'm gonna burn the books. The justification was that the books weren't good reads. Turn up page turners. Burn them. I did, I did actually really enjoy that that scene, though. And when Yoda came up back, I, I cheered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yoda scene was all right. I like Yoda. Yoda actually provided some wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was also like, oh, you wanted to know who this Snoke guy is? Uh, we're not going to explain it. He's not 40 feet tall. He's got a deformed Yeah, yeah he's not even huge. Reasons that we're never going to explain. And uh, he, we're not only going to kill him, we're also going to make it comic relief when he dies with the falling uh, lower half. I don't know, it just felt like in many ways they were kind of just dragging the fans of the first one, you know, of Force Awakens. Yeah, which is exactly why so many people hate the movie. (laughs) This is the best of all movies. (laughs) Yeah, it was hard. It was sometimes hard to decide whether, yeah, they were taking a dig at the fandom or the really hardcore fans or whether he was just kind of trying to to pull them in a new direction. I think that's probably what he was trying to do, but I don't think that's how anyone took it. Yeah, but that's just because fandom hates change, right? <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, no, no. Oh, it, that's because there's always the vocal minority of fandoms, of various fandoms right. that hate change, right? Like all the people that complained about the Doctor turning to a woman, right? Oh, I, yeah. I think didn't for Doctor Who. Were they right? all the teenage didn't, girls didn't, that like seeing the guy previous to the other guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... I think in general, like the majority of fandom is totally cool with it, but there's always that vocal minority that was just like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm never going to watch again. Right. And I feel like for the start for Last Jedi, like it, it, it's getting it's more. It's like a, a vocal minority of people who are just hating the Last Jedi. I think in general, like fandom is probably like, yeah, OK, whatever. It was a movie, which, you know, to varying degrees of like, right. that was great. It's like, oh, that was awful. But like the, all the reasons Alex is giving for why the things he didn't like about it seem to me like reasonable, valid complaints. Right. Cause like Charlie tried to bait him with the Luke stuff and he didn't go for it. Right. And right. that was like a big, that was like a big sticking point where I was like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my Luke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that argument so much that people are like, well, that's not how Luke would behave because what you're supposed to do is think the opposite way. It's like, what could he have seen that was so incredibly awful that would make him even think about doing something like that? Like Prequel trilogy? <laughs> Kill all the young 
<laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that. You left it open. I, I saw uh, a prequel meme where it was uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin, right? And someone's like, oh, no, we only have seven chairs for 10 children, right? And Obi-Wan's like, oh, we'll get three more chairs. And then Anakin's like, I'll kill three of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> If you're ever on Reddit, r slash prequel memes is one of the best like places. <laughs> I need to yeah, check it out. Yeah. That's Paul that turned us on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Car was just watching Return of the Jedi today. I didn't realize when Paul, I think it was in episode 100, when he said, it's an old meme, but it checks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't remember that line at all. So I busted out laughing <laughs> when they said that in the movie. It's like, Paul's probably just talking exclusively prequel memes and i have no idea <laughs> right yeah he is. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, charlie was talking about ranking the movies earlier I'm, I'm trying to work on my ranking here so yeah i mean i guess we could rate it on a, a scale but i think the most descriptive thing would be to put them in order as alex was saying yes so for me i think it's five. Oh, should i right. should i say should i say numbers or should i say movies Say, say just say numbers. We we understand it's okay. episode five. So this is okay. top down then. I'm Unless you thought episode one yes. was your fifth favorite movie. <laughs> uh, well, it might be. <laughs> okay. Uh, five, four, six, eight, three, R1. R1. Rogue One. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Seven and one and two are probably tied. Mainly because I haven't seen one in a long time. So I don't okay. know how old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas I watched two recently. And that's that interesting. Not hold I, up. I have to put R1. Oh, boy. That's going to be tough. Where do I put R1? A lot of All competition right. down at the bottom of Alex's list. Yeah, well, I determined that there's actually a lot of competition for me in the middle of that list. Like, if you talk to me on a given yeah. day, right, like six, eight, three, like, might shift around a little bit. Yeah, my, my list has a lot of drop-off points. There's it's, like not, a, it's not a smooth curve. Right, yeah. It's a bunch together, and then it's a drop-off, and then a bunch. I'll give you mine. All right, ready? Five, four. Here's the controversial part of my list. Just, just I, I, I may have to go back and rewatch things. Ready? So, so it's five four. That's really easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more I like think about it, I'm, I, I go five four and then two. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> four, When's four, the two. last time you saw two? I, I <laughs> saw a reclipping of things together, so I have to make sure that what I remember is in twos and two. The, and the it's not last, as bad as I think it is. So the like, last time I saw yeah. two, I was impressed at how poorly it had aged. Because right? I mean, I remember hating three, as you'll find that farther down on my list here, right? But two. But then again, I ha- I might be m- mixing scenes from two and three, and just like deleting terrible scenes that I thought were in three that are actually in two. So That's two might okay. jump back again. But it, but it okay. is five four. Type this no, in your chat while you go. Note a big like drop off here after five and four. I'm not saying that it's like close to five and four, right? Sure. But five, four, two, right? Okay. Uh, six, seven, one, eight, uh, three, rogue one. Oh, all right. You hated three because you knew it was going to happen, right? Pretty much. And, okay. and it was like very predictable. And I didn't think much <laughs> of the like Obi-Wan <laughs> Anakin fight scene. I don't know. It just did nothing. All right, Doug. Um, let's see. All right, so obviously at the top are the two Ewok TV movies, <laughs> Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. Those ooh, are probably ooh, tied. Christmas special. Do we have to put the Christmas special in? Holiday special. <laughs> I've not seen the holiday special. That was before the War on Christmas was won. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> holiday <laughs> special. Christmas. 
how the war on Christmas was fun. <laughs> so I got to go five, four, three, Ooh, six, no. eight, Rogue One, two, seven, one. Wow. Okay. Because right. I, I just, it's like every subsequent viewing, I hate the Ewoks just a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's agreement with me in a sense that like Return of the Jedi isn't where the other two movies are. Yeah, yeah. All right, Charlie. My controversial one's going to come near the top. So I think we all said five. Ooh. We saw all said five for the top one, right? Ch- Charlie's is like eight, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, for each viewing. <laughs> Like, I'm single-handedly responsible for the box office draw for the past week. Right. Charlie lists his 10 favorite movies of 2017. It's just Last Jedi 10 times. <laughs> it's his boss, baby. <laughs> right, my, the best two movies I saw in 2018 were The Last Jedi and Boss Baby, and I don't know how to rank them. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going five, eight, four, six, wow. seven, wow. Rogue One, three, one, two. Yeah, eight was very high for me. It's a very, uh, it's a very anti prequel line up there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we established that you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> eight better than four? I mean, wow. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, eight is basically the fan fiction movie. Better than four. That's just. <laughs> Charlie prefers the movies in which the rebels lose. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're. Why yep. can't the empire win? <laughs> yeah, the R slash win. the empire did nothing wrong. All right, so next week on the Gobeski report. <laughs> <laughs> Eight above four, though. I mean, really? Eight above four. That was really tough, Charlie. How many that, times have you seen four, Charlie? That I think is controversial. Yeah. How many times have you seen four? Estimate. I it five over okay. probably right. five probably over the years. Eight? Yeah, what I've seen eight once. Such a deprived child. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, 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 I'll ask you the same question. How many times have you seen, have you seen four? Uh, Within fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say ten. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably around like realistically like watch the whole thing like like 20 to 25 you know yeah i mean i'll sit there and watch the crappy laser disc versions mm-hmm. that are on the limited edition dvds as a bonus feature instead of the like tarted up special editions right <laughs> right right anyone have anything else they wanted to say about the last jedi or star wars or their awfulness as human beings putting eight above four eight charlie eight Eight. eight. Five. Eight. It's, it's twice. Right. It's twice. You four. need to watch it again, yeah. Charlie. Maybe. Do you, do you, do you rank well. the Indiana Jones movies like four, two, three, one? <laughs> like any sane person would. Right. <laughs> Kali me, Ma. It's like four, four, two, three, <laughs> all of young Indiana Jones. And then, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a bold move i I commend your audacity (laughs) you're wrong but i commend it (laughs) eight 
<laughs> maybe that just means that for him, episode two is eighth in his list. All right, yeah, that, that makes sense. I believe that more. <laughs> One is fifth. <laughs> Two is eighth. Great. Okay. All right, uh, Charlie. Charlie just ordered them the wrong way. <laughs> Let me do a Charlie regression modeling here. <laughs> Let me see what Charlie actually meant to rank them. Well, that probably about wraps it up for this edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is. Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And a very special thanks to our two guests, Doug Gobeski. Goodbye. And Alex Clark. Did Alex say something I didn't hear? Oh or? no, I did I didn't. I was I was just I was just waiting for the whistling and guitar to start. Oh. <laughs> Again, we, we, we put that in after. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website, GobeskiWallsReport.com. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. Just follow us at GWReport. And we're on the Facebook as well, just like our page, The Gobeski Walls Report. I kind of forgot what was happening. <laughs> it's always so hard with the Twitter with, like, the at. Like, you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. Did you yeah. did you successfully decipher Charles's uh Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, I Rogue One differently, but there there's Charlie's oh. rankings in the movies. I think he mistyped it in the first time. He likes seven the most. <laughs> by eight. He really hated Empire. <laughs> eight is still yeah, number yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, 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 eight is still number two, right? Yep. I mean that's slightly worse than what Charlie wrote. But <laughs> not by much. Yeah, not by much, right?